0: sweet love renew thy force be it not said thy edge should blunter be than appetite which but to-day by feeding is allayed tomorrow sharpened in his former might so love be thou although to-day thou fill thy hungry eyes e'en till they wink with fullness tomorrow see again and do not kill the spirit of love with a perpetual dullness let this sad interim like the ocean be Which parts the shore where two contracted new Come daily to the banks, that when they see Return of love, more blessed may be the view Or call it winter, which being full of care Makes summer's welcome thrice more wished, more rare Welcome to Outside of a Dog's Sonnet Fortnight Where we discuss why Shakespeare's sonnets Are actually really good
1: so welcome to our next edition of the Shakespeare Sonnets, where we took a step back to Sonnet 56. Now, Jonas, why is this so much better than 116?
0: I just think it's a much more realistic view of love. A little side note, Sweet Love, Renew Thy Force is also one of the few lines of Shakespeare actually spoken in one of my favorite films based on Shakespeare, 10 Things I Hate About You. And side note. I just think this is a lot better. It is about love maybe not being perfect, but you know what? This can change. Love is fluid, just as we've already seen that attraction can be fluid with the master mistress of the passion. But you know... Even love itself does not it have to be the same thing as constant as the Northern Star. can be a bit of this, and then maybe there's a time where it's not so good. And unless it is completely wrecked, there's always hope that it might recover if it's not broken beyond repair.
1: Well, isn't that maybe the case here? This, again, seems to be a very embarrassing- a very despairing attitude. Because here, love actually has to endure something like a, a, a break. It may not be necessarily a breakup, but love changes, and that sometimes means, well, it's over. The thing is gone.
0: Sometimes, yes. But here he talks about all these things, you know. He basically goes from the small to the big. So at first he says, you know, like appetite. Uh, you eat something today and you're not hungry anymore. Then the next day you're hungry again. Okay, so maybe if it's not like appetite, then it is with the, like the ocean, you know. The ocean also changes and then the tide comes in and the tide goes out. That's maybe a bit longer. And even if it's not like the ocean, it could be like the change of the seasons. And even though there's winter, which takes half a year, there will always be a summer after that. So there is still that hope that that break, as you called it, might end and that there is a rebirth, a spring to look forward to.
1: What I also find interesting is that the vocabulary here is much more violent, maybe, than some of the other sonnets we've heard so far, especially since we're talking about love and not about the power of mortality but the hungry eyes and the plea not to kill that are some rather harsh words for talking about love or affection so here the again the other side comes into play that this may be a very hurtful thing that yeah with the words of Nazareth love hurts And the writer and the author is well aware of that. But maybe you're right. It is part of the same thing. You can only love truly when you also see the other side, the vast ocean, the sad interim, the winter of it all, because that only makes the summer so much more worth it.
0: But what I find especially great about this poem is, again, another one of those subtleties that you mentioned. Because it's actually not clear here to me whether this is about the beloved or about the poet. It might be the poet, as you said, being desperate, wanting to regain the love of the beloved. But it might also be the poet saying, oh my God, what has happened? Where has my affection gone? Where has my love gone? And this can be almost just as harrowing a feeling. And the fact that this is so ambivalent I think it's no coincidence. I think this is intentional because that is something else that I definitely connected with in this poem that overwhelmed me. I think this is a maybe bleaker, maybe not so rose tinted, maybe disillusioned, but since it is disillusioned, a lot more realistic view of love and one that I cherish much more than the stupid one from sonnet 116. (laughs) Sorry, Lena
1: there is something else to love than either despair or happiness. That love can be a very violent thing, something that is full of passion and movement. That's something we will also discuss tomorrow when we talk about Sonnet 129.
0: Thank you very much for listening. For more information, visit outsideofadogcast.com.